0: The swooning lover crashed into Elizabeth's chamber in his filthy traveling clothes, so full of dirt and mire that his very face was full of it, to confront his fair mistress, barely out of bed, her wrinkles brutally exposed in the morning light and her wig off. Lisa Hilton, the Renaissance Prince. The swooning lover here is Robert Devereux, Earl of Essex, and that wrinkled old woman is Queen Elizabeth I. Unsurprisingly, this incident marked the start of Essex's downfall. Prior to this time, he was the queen's favorite. He benefited greatly from her favor and seemed to know how to keep it. She gave him money and power. He was a tireless flirt. Success did not become him, however. He became arrogant and just generally unpleasant to be around. Elizabeth was fond of him, though, so the other courtiers had to stay silent and wait. Fortunately for them, they didn't have to wait long, because he quickly wasted an opportunity. He should have kept in mind that Elizabeth regularly banished favorites from court for getting married without her permission. He didn't, though, and his fall was spectacular. Spoiler alert, he gets executed. Today, we'll be discussing the Essex Rebellion and the role Shakespeare played in it. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Bard, a Ripe Good Scholar podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, also known as Ripe Good Scholar in a growing corner of the internet. I'm joined, as always, by my husband, Eli. Hello. Who is trapped in the house with me, so we're going to get lots of recording done.
1: Yay.
0: Yay, pandemics. Woo. <laughs> anyway, today we are going to have lots of fun. Because we're going to discuss one of my favorite failed rebellions of all time.
1: So, which rebellion is that?
0: Uh, the Essex Rebellion in Queen during Queen Elizabeth's later reign. So, Robert Devereux, the Earl of Essex, was Elizabeth's favorite later in life. He was related to Robert Dudley, her like well-known favorite that everybody's like, oh, they definitely slept together, even though they probably didn't. Okay. Because she mostly had women sleeping in her bed with her every night. Nice. Not, not what I meant. <laughs> her, her ladies-in-waiting.
1: I remember that. I got for your birthday one... No, for our anniversary one year, I got you a book called Elizabeth's Bedfellows, and you were like, ooh!
0: It's actually one of the sources I used. Well, there we go. Anyway, I can't remember if he was like a nephew or a stepson. Anyway, she met him through Robert Dudley, who was on the outs, because he got secret married.
1: Uh, Oh. You don't get secret married. No?
0: You need the Queen's permission for that kind of stuff.
1: Did everybody need the Queen's permission?
0: I think all the nobles did. I don't think everybody did.
1: Okay, so it wasn't like, I I would like to marry Jenny from down the lane. (laughs) No Thomas. No bad tom. Yes. That's my understanding.
0: By most accounts, he was pretty flirty with her. He was a lot younger than her, you know? By this point, she was this was in the late 1500s, early 1600s. Like she was she was getting up there. Yeah. So, I think she liked having the attention of an attractive young man. That's fair. Um and so he pretty quickly got a lot of titles, a lot of power, and a lot of money. And kind of got arrogant because of it, which for the most part, people just found him annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. You know, like I, I. When I think of him, I think of like the the YouTubers who became famous when they were like 15, and now they're like 20, and they don't really know how to handle it well.
1: Oh uh, yeah. So he was a Justin Bieber.
0: Yeah. I mean, Justin Bieber's mellowing out. But yeah.
1: Okay, so he'd like go up and touch the Stanley Cup, and yeah, mm, don't touch the Stanley Cup, Mister Dudley. Yeah. Mr. yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, Dudley's such a dorky name too.
0: I just want. To oh no, sorry, that. Robert Dudley was our first one. This is the Earl of Essex, Robert Devereux.
1: Oh, Robert Devereux. Okay, that's a pretty sexy name.
0: Yeah, he was apparently pretty
1: sexy. How could they tell him right all those overcoats? <laughs>
0: You could still see his face. Okay. And I mean, like, you could tell Henry VIII was fat. He wasn't just like, "I wear many coats."
1: <laughs> but you know, he used that excuse.
0: <laughs> he probably did. Um. So anyway, Elizabeth, um, in the 1590s, late 1590s, decided to send Essex to Ireland to put down a rebellion. And, um, it's spelled like Tyrone. And we don't have internet right now, so I can't look up how to actually pronounce it.
1: Uh, Uh, How's it spelled?
0: T-Y-R-O-N-E.
1: Okay, it's probably Tyrone or Tyranny.
0: Probably Tyrone. Tyrone? Put down a rebellion in Tyrone, Ireland. Um... Apparently, he kind of just took all the money and all the men he was given and just kind of, like, moseyed about the countryside. Like, he really didn't do anything in Ireland.
1: Yeah, oh, so he was just like, boop, boop, I'm on campaign.
0: Yeah, which annoyed Elizabeth because she gave him a whole lot of money and horses and men to do diddly squat with.
1: To do dudley squat?
0: He's not dudley. I'm,
1: it was right there, Sarah. <laughs>
0: If you're going to make puns, make them historically accurate. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so anyway, he ended up signing a truce with Lord Tyrone. Um, he didn't feel it necessary to, prior to signing the truce, like inform anybody about the truce. So like... Once word reached the council, it went, they went into a panic because they were like, wait, what?
1: So wait, he was sent there to put down Lord Tyrone's rebellion. And instead of doing that, he basically signed a truce said, Oh, we're not going to fight. Yeah. Ooh.
0: He realizes he is in deep duty at this point. So despite having explicit instructions... Not to return to England without permission. He returns to England.
1: Ooh.
0: Yes. In September 1599, he comes back to England, arrives uh, really early in the morning. Elizabeth is not dressed yet. She doesn't have her makeup on. Or her wig and at this point in her life elizabeth was wearing like a measurable amount of makeup on her face
1: Ooh, oh is it i remember you telling me this because the makeup had lead it was eating away her face yeah she meant she needed more makeup yeah which like, is I, like a pretty I, it's a pretty good uh little little grift there
0: i've heard before that she had like you know like a half inch of makeup and i just can't imagine that like that's a lot but needless to say, she typically had on a lot of makeup. He just showed up like straight from travel. Like he didn't go home and bathe or change or anything like one typically would before entering the Queen's presence. <laughs> Particularly unannounced. Um so as Lisa Hilton put it in Elizabeth Renaissance Prince. He was so full of dirt and mire that his very face was full of it. And this was her quoting, like, a contemporary record at the time. Mm -hmm. In Elizabeth's Bedfellows by uh, Anna Whitelock, she did a great job of explaining what Elizabeth looked like. Elizabeth had just a simple robe over her nightdress. Her wrinkled skin was free of cosmetics, and without her wig, Essex saw her bald head with just wisps of thinning gray hair hanging about her ears. It's pretty well noted that Elizabeth was like, trying to keep up the appearance that she was like, super young and pretty. So, him like, busting in there before she's dressed is one, highly inappropriate, and two, really would have made her mad.
1: Yeah, that seems really dumb.
0: So he apparently like, throws himself at her feet begs for forgiveness trying to explain herself now by all accounts elizabeth remained pretty calm even though this was a potentially very dangerous situation because i mean you have this dirty dude like yeah he was your he's your one of your favorites but like busting into your room unannounced he's not even supposed to be in the country let alone your bedchamber. like that could have been an assassination attempt she didn't know but she stayed calm, and she told him just to confine himself to his chambers.
1: Ooh, he, she, wait, 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 she sent him to his room?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's great, that's great. I want to reach the level of power where I can just tell politicians to go to their room. Go, go to your
0: room, Essex. The next morning, Essex gets called before the Privy Council. Where he is notified of the six charges against him.
1: Oh, was that the Privy Council? Yes. Because you said Privy Council. And I know it was a slip of the tongue, but kind of like it better. (sighs) He was sent to the Privy Council for sneaking into the Queen's bedroom.
0: (laughs) Not many people get called to the Privy Council. (laughs) Yes, he was sent, uh, he was called before the Privy Council. Um,. Where the six charges against him were read, um, the most serious of which was disloyalty. Ooh. Yeah. So he was put under house arrest um, in the charge of Lord Keeper Egerton um, during this time. So he wasn't at his own house. Egerton? Yeah.
1: What is with English nobility in the stupid names?
0: I mean, it's not like they picked their names.
1: Excuse me. First of all, a lot of their ancestors did pick their names.
0: Well, I don't know, dear.
1: Anyway,
0: so he was not in his own house. He was in this Lord Egerton's house. Okay. He missed one of his children being born. Um, at one point, he was allowed to return to his house because his wife was, like, maybe going to die. Ooh. I think she survived, but she was really, really sick. And only under those conditions was he allowed to go see her. Oh, dang! So, like, he was not allowed out, and he was not allowed visitors. Um. So during this time, he wrote letters to Elizabeth, explaining his explaining his actions, asking for forgiveness, asking to see her, which were ignored. His sister, who had previously been one of Elizabeth's ladies, also was like asking. Elizabeth to, you know, show mercy. His sister actually sent Elizabeth a gown, which she apparently liked. But according to the record, she didn't accept nor refuse it. But it definitely didn't change her mind about Essex.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's How do you neither accept nor refuse yeah, it? Yeah, that I don't know. Do you just open the present safe? That's nice and put it back. I get probably. Man.
0: So she didn't like, because my guess would be, and and this is absolute speculation on my part, that like sending it back would have been kind of offensive. Mm-hmm. But like accepting it and wearing it would have been like okay, okay, I'll I'll consider your ask. So she kind of had to just sit on it because like she's not going to spare Essex and. Ew. Well, she's not going to show him. Her. You're not going to just forgive him and be like, never mind, no charges. Yeah. Because right now he's he's facing charges for what he did in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And also like busting into the Queen's bedchamber. But yeah, that kind of nonsense. Um, Lady Warwick, who I think was his aunt, she's also pleading at this time. So he has a lot of people. Oh, the, trying wa- na- the
1: Warwick's are back. Yeah, that's
0: nice. I mean, that yeah, they continue to exist.
1: I mean, you don't hear about him after the Wars of the Roses.
0: But they continued to exist. I don't think, like, Lord Warwick, like, any of his... Like, the Kingmaker, none of his descendants, but, like, there were other people on the family tree with the last name Warwick. Okay. Also, who knows? This could be, like, he's Warwick. No, it, because he's in Warwick Castle, you know, like... Okay. Oh, yeah. That is it. Oh, because...
1: Beachums. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were the Beechams The Bojols. Anyway. Um... This, this, is, this is spelled B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P. How do... What, A-M-P? What, what, how do you say this? <coughs> Beecham <B-B-B-E-J-U.
0: laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um... So, remember, this... His house arrest started in September 1599. In March 1600. Um... He was allowed to return to his house. Uh, this might have been to visit his wife, but after I guess his wife got better, I don't know. He was, like, he was in his house, but no wife, no friends, just him. He's, he's not allowed to have people over. Yeah. Including his wife. So in June, he goes to trial, um, is found guilty of all charges except disloyalty. So, he's not like executed or anything. Yeah. He is but he's stripped of all his offices. He's stripped of the monopoly he had on the import of sweet wine. Ooh. So, he's not allowed to pull in that money anymore.
1: It, it had to be a great because there weren't there weren't like chocolates. So, like if you were going to have something for a sweet tooth, it was sweet wine. There weren't sugar plantations that back then.
0: They had something, though, because Elizabeth had a notorious sweet tooth.
1: Really? Yeah. Was it sweet wine?
0: No, like she, like cakes and stuff. I mean, cakes were a
1: thing. Oh, cakes were a thing? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know the history yeah. of cakes. We haven't covered that in the podcast. Okay,
0: well, we'll go over the history of cakes. So, like, you know, he's still put on house arrest. Elizabeth still won't see him. He's cooped up in his house all by himself.
1: I wonder what that's like.
0: I don't know. So by winter, so, you know, five to six months later. Yeah. He's um, starting to get a little paranoid, going a little crazy.
1: What?
0: I know, right? Um, He's convinced that Elizabeth is being controlled by Robert Cecil and her evil counsel. And if he could just get her on her own, if he could just get her away from her evil counsel, he'd be fine. So slowly he starts pulling together other kind of malcontents. Um, I think it was in Elizabeth's Bedfellows, they describe it as an anti-court. Catholics, failed courtiers, bankrupt nobles, all started kind of...
1: A lot of failures.
0: Yeah, congregating at his house. Which again, remember... He's not allowed to have people over.
1: Uh, To be fair to him, isolation is notorious for driving people insane.
0: Yes, I know. But anyway, it wasn't like the house was empty.
1: Oh, yeah, it was lots of servants.
0: Yeah, he could have talked to someone.
1: You can't talk to a servant, Sarah.
0: You're right, I'm being silly. Silly Sarah. Um, in February of 1601, he ignored two summons from Parliament.
1: Oh, that's going to get you back in the Queen's good graces.
0: Yeah. Well, so they wanted, they were summoning him because he was ignoring the order to not have people over. And they uh. were starting to get a little concerned about this little group of malcontents getting together. So they wanted to know what was up. The first one, he just straight up ignored the second one he said he was sick so um, on the evening of February 7th 1601 uh, two of his conspirators paid 40 shillings to the Lord Chamberlain's men to put on Richard Second. Shakespeare's Richard Second. okay they had to pay him to do it because they didn't think anybody would want to come and see it because it was an old play Okay. You know, um, wasn't hot with the audiences anymore. But also, notably, the deposition scene was kept in.
1: Now, for the audience, deposition doesn't mean that's when Richard II had to sit down with uh, someone to answer questions for a legal proceeding.
0: No, this is when he was deposed. So he was no longer king.
1: Okay. Now, did they not always keep it in?
0: No, because the Master of revels cut it because it could, you know, get some rumblings. Oh, yeah. Amongst you... the commoners. And we can't have that. Now, again, this was an old play, so my guess is it was a little more like, eh. You yeah. Know. So it was like... This was pretty far in Elizabeth's reign, too. So I have to imagine that... You know, they started relaxing kind of the rules a little bit. You know, like, she's pretty secure at this point. Yeah. Looking towards, like, oh, my to name is an heir, because I killed everybody. Um, <laughs> or Mary killed some people, too.
1: So they th- just didn't like the idea of anyone showing any monarch getting deposed. Well,
0: yeah. Um, and I think that um, Lisa Hilton and elizabeth renaissance prince put it really really well the tragedy of richard ii is that of the dismantling of the king's two bodies the gradual and brutal demystification of richard's person until he is rendered a man as other men the audience witnesses the undoing of a sacred fiction Mm. so this idea of you know not just like there's a little bit of the God chose the king. England is a little less gun ho about the divine right of kings, but still, for the most part, the king is considered above everybody else. hmm It, was con- it w- could be considered dangerous for people to be like, Wait, the king's just a dude?
1: Oh, man. I thought he was a tiger.
0: <laughs> Allegedly, from very early in her reign, Elizabeth had been comparing herself to Richard II. Mm-hmm. Um, because she did face a lot of grumbling and attempts on her life, you know, and questions as to her legitimacy, and you know, as a woman, her ability to rule at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the Catholics being like, "Oh, what if we didn't have a Protestant on the throne, though?" You know, definitely like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, a few things like that.
0: So um, they put on, they had. The Lord Chamberlain's men put that show on in the Globe. The Lord Chamberlain's men did avoid any sort of punishment for this, which is notable because other playwrights and troops were imprisoned and fined for spreading messages that maybe shouldn't be spread.
1: Okay, so as part of Elizabeth's propaganda operation, she imprisoned a lot of theater troops for not saying what she wanted. Or for saying what she didn't want. Yeah,
0: I'd say mostly saying what she didn't want said. But my guess is it was kind of like, oh, they paid us to do it. We didn't know he was going to stage a coup the next day.
1: Oh, it's about, so the play was tied into his, a coup?
0: Yeah, he was hoping to get the people, like, rally behind him by having, you know, the peons at the theater be like, I just saw a play where the king got deposed. This Essex guy is gonna depose the queen. He
1: really believed in art.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Uh, it fails. So the next morning, he stayed. He's gonna stage his coup. Okay. Now that night, he does find out that there was a barricade erected between um, uh, Whitehall and Charing Cross that would keep him from getting to the palace. Uh huh. Which that was his whole plan. He was gonna get to the palace, get the queen away from her council and also take the tower because if you're gonna take london you have to take the tower
1: gotcha it's just
0: like rules rules for conquering london okay so rule one take the tower so if
1: i ever want to conquer london i gotta take that tower
0: yeah good luck though even today especially today
1: yeah i think they've got guns now i think it might be harder i guess they had guns then they've got better guns
0: that's true um so anyway, what's what's funny to me though is so like in the morning before his coup really started, Lord Egerton was sent to the house with a group of men to try to get Essex to just like come cooperate, talk to Parliament, let let's work this out. Mm-hmm. He takes them hostage, locks them great. up in his library, great, goes on his march. The
1: palace. And the peons didn't show up after seeing a nice play?
0: Well, he ended up with a mob of 200 armed followers.
1: Oh, that's not a bad mob.
0: It's not a bad mob, but... No, like, like the the people of London did not flood out to join him. Like, his, his group didn't grow as he marched through London.
1: He was people, hoping for that?
0: He was hoping for a rally.
1: Uh, and like People didn't show up to watch?
0: I mean, they probably, like, were looking out their windows like, oh, but I think it kind of every... Because there was... A, remember, there was a barricade erected, so, like, everybody knew something was going on, and so...
1: You gotta imagine... It's
0: probably safer to just not.
1: You gotta imagine the people whose houses were, like, right next to the barricade, were inviting their friends over, like, oh, something's gonna happen. Get the popcorn. Someone's selling... Someone's selling hot pies. Hot pies. Hot pies. <laughs> um,
0: so... They, they headed up toward Ludgate Hill. They were, they were trying to like go around to... I think she was at Hampton Court probably at this point. I don't know. All the royals have like 15 palaces. It's really hard to keep track of. Um, so anyway, she's getting news that this is happening while she's at dinner. And apparently all she says is, he that had placed her on that seat would preserve her in it. And kept eating dinner.
1: That's pretty bob.
0: Yeah, so she, like, zero F's given <laughs> on Elizabeth's part.
1: I think I said ball instead of baller, which is a weird thing for me to say. I don't, I
0: don't, I wasn't paying attention here. Pretty quickly, they're squashed, scattered to the winds. It, it's really, like, a couple people of Essex Rebellion, like, did end up getting killed. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't any sort, it was nothing. Like it was just like, and pff, go. Um, so Essex and a few of his followers retreat back to his house because their plan is to use the hostages to get mercy. But in a hilarious twist of events, the person that was tasked with staying there and keeping the hostages realized that, like, things were about to go south real fast and figured he'd get in less trouble if he just let the hostages go, so he just let them go. So, like, Essex gets back at his house and there are no hostages for him to levy.
1: That's great. (laughs) This is the worst coup.
0: It's like a Three Stooges game. <laughs> like, it's just the, the worst. only way
1: it could have been better is if, like, the guy guarding the hostages was a spy and locked him out of his house.
0: Right? So, Essex was arrested and taken to the tower.
1: <laughs> so, is, let me get this straight. So, we have a good timeline. He thought that he would rile up the people of London with a play that was an old play that no one really wanted to see anymore so it had been going on in the past and never caused a rebellion
0: well also yes but the deposition scene was often cut
1: okay but and then he thought with these people riled up me and my 200 dudes are going to storm a literal fortress
0: yeah See, I think that's where he was counting on the rally from the people <laughs> to take the tower and to storm the queen's palace. Because uh, it's not like you could just walk into the palace. Not <laughs> how that worked.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a fortress. <laughs> so, and then when it stopped. Or then when he uh, realized he was boned, his buddy had already let go of all the hostages.
0: Yes. so he gets back to his house, his plan being to leverage the hostages for mercy. All he, like, he was probably just counting on the hostages keeping him alive. Ooh. At this point. February 19th. Now remember, this all happened February 8th. Ooh. February 19th, he goes on trial.
1: That's pretty quick.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you, you do a coup, they're yeah. going to take care of you pretty quick.
1: That's fair. Like,
0: he he didn't he didn't steal some hot pies. Like, he
1: tried to overthrow... Yeah, but hot pie makers were just making a bone then. <laughs>
0: they really probably No, probably not. That was probably a terrible show. Like, more people were probably interested in Richard II than Essex Essex's super-failed coup. Because uh, here's the thing. You have to remember that the people behind his coup were a bunch of... Failures. Failures. Like, rich nobles that were mad because they weren't super rich anymore. So this isn't really a cause you can get the people to rally behind. <laughs> like, like imagine, I don't know, Jeff Bezos being like, What? I have to pay my fair share of taxes. The people will not stand for this. And like, <laughs> yes, they will. Because like... <laughs> You know, at this point in Elizabeth's reign, the the people of England, while obviously life was not great, they weren't at war, they were having pretty good stability, you know, all things considered, not a terrible existence. Yeah. In general. So, like, they're probably not gonna risk their lives and livelihoods. To get some spoiled rich dudes what they want.
1: What? But I, but, but, but Sarah, I thought it was spoiled rich dudes who were the job creators.
0: Well, not anymore. No, just kidding. Not in a, Now it's the queen that makes the jobs. It's <laughs> the rich white women. Um. By all accounts, Essex remained rather, rather arrogant during his trial. Kind of like he what? still wasn't taking this all that seriously. But I guess he was still like, No, nah, the queen likes me. I'll be fine.
1: So, man, he really is like a YouTuber.
0: Right? I'm like, Logan Paul.
1: Okay. Is Essex He's recreated? Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: They're
1: not gonna execute me just for treason.
0: Yeah. The state is charging him with trying to overthrow the queen and take her life. Essex's defense, he wasn't trying to take her life or her crown. He wanted to keep her on the throne. He was just trying to separate her from the evil influence of her council. He was trying to save her.
1: That's a bad strategy when you're being judged by her uh, council, isn't it?
0: Well, I think this was before Parliament. So it wasn't just her council?
1: The parliament was run by her council.
0: Oh, yes. So, you probably won't be surprised to find he was found guilty of treason.
1: No, doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Uh, Elizabeth signed his death warrant the next day. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So, like, for comparison, when Mary, Queen of Scots, was found guilty, now there were a lot... Broader consequences of executing Miracles. But, like, she sat on that death warrant for, like, weeks. She sat on that for a long time. Wow. Essex, she was like, oh, death warrant? Yep.
1: Okay, so she took the Texas approach to that one.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, she did grant him one small mercy his execution would be private.
1: Aww. Did she think no one would show up to the public execution?
0: I mean, also, like, I have to wonder if a little bit it was like, I don't want to give him the chance to talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really not a mercy. It sounds like the biggest cruelty you could give to him well, was not give him attention.
0: Well, true. But also based on his station, that was considered nice <laughs> that he be given a private execution. So uh-huh. he was executed on February 25th. The queen was in her room. Out playing, playing virginals, playing songs on her little uh, harpsichord. I oh, don't know, baby yeah. piano. And she, they came in, informed her that her former favorite had been executed. And she took a moment of silence and then kept playing. <laughs> <laughs> and Just again, zero F's given from Elizabeth <laughs> throughout this whole thing. Like he is begging for mercy he gets paranoid he's like getting hysterical losing his mind it's on his end it's all very dramatic on her end she's just like uh-huh sure buddy
1: yeah you know like she doesn't she's just, stop eating dinner for his coup she's
0: too old for this you right? know like, she's just a little bit like i'm done
1: man men are so emotional
0: <laughs> they really are Well, especially when they think they're not getting what they deserve
1: <laughs> <laughs> I deserve this why I deserve this I'm rich and handsome the, the, the story of men
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that is one of my favorite rebellions I learned about because of the kind of tie in with Richard II.
1: yeah so how did it go for the lord chambersland's men with
0: i haven't looked into it in a while um because really nothing i think maybe they got called before counselor to like tell their side yeah and i think just nothing came of it be you know like We have no... As far as I know, I've never read anything that's like, they said this, and the council said, don't do it again, sent them off. You know, it was just... They were maybe called before council. Clearly no charge. Like, you know, Shakespeare wasn't imprisoned. Burbage wasn't imprisoned. Like, nothing happened.
1: So it does say something interesting about them as performers, because... Clearly, they were popular enough in the play well-known enough that they could hatch this insane plan. So as, you know, popular entertainers, you can actually come to some interesting conclusions about them.
0: I mean, yeah, they were definitely popular. They were definitely one of the most popular. Because I want to say, like, once they were the Lord Chamberlain's men, I think, like... Eventually, they were the king's men, and, like, that was, like, a step up, obviously. But, like, in terms of, like, noble patronage, they had one of, if not the highest. Okay. Um, you know, so, because the Lord Chamberlain would have been, like, heavily involved in court. Like, Chamberlain was a court position. Oh. So this wasn't, like, the dude's name
1: okay similar
0: so. to how like like if Southampton had an acting troop it would have been the Earl of
1: Southampton's men okay so this would have been like I don't know in today like the prime Minister's men yeah something like that
0: they they were well regarded for an acting troop and I think that's something I always want to kind of couch is that while Elizabethans Enjoyed theater, court performances, theater seems well-loved, it wasn't...
1: Respected.
0: Respect. It wasn't, like, high art like it is now, you know? Okay, like, yeah. now you get dressed up and you go to the theater and it's all a big thing, you know? Like, it was, it was just entertaining. Okay. I guess it was more like, it's more like going to a movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Like, this was fun. But, you know, and even then I would argue that, like, movie makers and actors get probably more respect than, like, Shakespeare and his troop
1: did, even being
0: the highest of their group. But I don't know. Like, I don't know for sure. That's my understanding. But also the fact that they kind of got away with this because they weren't involved in the coup. They were just paid to put on a performance. That it wasn't like, no... You clearly had nefarious purposes. You knew what you were doing. Which like that wouldn't have if that had happened, that honestly wouldn't have surprised me. I mean, that's been done in Elizabeth's court. But they pretty much came up and were like, "Hey, sorry, we didn't know. We just were paid to put on a performance." And they went, "Okay. Go about your day. Nice." You know, because at the end because that that was their role.
1: I, li- I like that. Well, there was a coup and we suffered no consequences. And made money! <laughs> I mean, really? Like, 40 shillings. 40 shillions?
0: 40 shillions! <laughs> 40 shillings wasn't, like, nothing. You know? Yeah. But I like to, uh, at least, like, that she made a point. I think it was her. Uh, of saying, like, they want, they didn't... It wasn't that they wanted to be paid to do it like you know in any sort of coup sense that they are like yeah. no we're gonna put our butts on the line you're gonna pay us or you have to pay us to keep that deposition scene in cause we're gonna get in trouble which might have happened I've read that before but like they got paid they wanted to get paid because they were worried they weren't gonna make enough money on the show like I said it's one of my favorite failed coups yeah. <laughs> cause it was such an epic fail
1: yeah, it's a pretty bad fail.
0: It's like the only way it could have been more of a fail if it was like Essex was walking out his door and tripped and broke something and the <laughs> fail and like the coup stopped. Like that's the only way it could have gone worse.
1: But yeah, that's I, can, I I haven't heard of too many coups that went worse than that and yeah. except like uh no, nothing.
0: Well, that's my thing. It's like it's like there's there's been failed coups, but like even really horrible failures. But, like, there's always a little more, like, fight there. there you know? Like, yeah. this is just kind of like, eh, they lost.
1: If you look at the assassination of Julius Caesar, there were so many leaks in that boat. Everyone knew about it, but Caesar, by the time it, it happened, and it still happened. This guy failed so badly.
0: I do like, though, that so many people were trying to warn Caesar, and he was just like, eh, it's fine. Caesar but, like, was- like, I don't even want to read this note. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is probably going to be a shorter episode, but oh well. Thank you for recording a quarantine podcast with me on Essex Rebellion.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I had a great time learning about the Logan Paul of English nobility.
0: I would apologize, but I know for a fact he's not going to listen to this. Thus ends another episode of Breaking Bard. Please join us next time as we discuss the sources used for Troilus and Cressida. If you want to make sure you don't miss that, or any future episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. If you like the podcast, please consider giving it a five-star review and sharing with your friends. For more Shakespeare fun in the meantime, check out my blog at ripegoodscholar.com, or look me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at ripegoodscholar. That's all for now. See you next time, and remember... Our court shall be a little academy, still and contemplative in living art.